1: February 9th, 2022. I'm Stan Friedman, and this is Franchise Today. Well, here we are, already in the second period of Q1. IFA is just around the corner, and what a convention it promises to be. Everyone I talk with seems to be dying to just pop the clutch, kiss this virus goodbye, and get back to living life as we've missed it for oh these last two years. IFA has been my personal favorite when it comes to meetings and conferences, but this one is already beginning to feel more like a homecoming than a convention i'm looking forward to seeing old friends and making new ones from all over the globe and speaking of friends from around the world that includes you greg nathan and thank you again for returning to franchise today last week and getting me teed up to see you in san diego all right today the monthly series i began last year featuring the rising stars of franchising returns with another installment before we dive into that interview today with cliff kennedy ceo of frio's gourmet pops i've got a huge announcement to share regarding the upcoming convention i'll be podcasting from the frm solutions booth throughout the conference and that's news enough but here's the really big scoop I closed out Season 12 of this podcast in December with a two-part interview with Michael E. Gerber, the iconic author of the legendary e series of books. More like a franchising Bible than books, should the truth be told. Well, on Monday, February 28th, at the ifa convention in the san diego convention center between eleven thirty and one thirty the man the myth the legend michael e gerber will join me at f r m solutions booth sixteen eighteen to greet you and maybe even autograph a copy of one of his books. So make certain to pay us a visit anytime during the floor time, but don't miss meeting Michael E. Gerber from eleven thirty to one thirty at FRM Solutions booth number sixteen eighteen, Monday, february twenty eighth, in San Diego. Okay, so on that note, a brief time out to pay some bills and I'll be right back with this week's rising star in franchising, Frio's gourmet pop CEO, Cliff Kennedy.
0: Franchise Today will be right back. But
1: first, a word from our sponsors. Hey, franchisors of restaurants, bars, grills, and taverns, and multi-unit franchisees, listen up. This message is for you. Atmosphere TV wants to help you cut costs on overpriced cable TV for your business and either replace it completely or partially if sports programming is essential at your locations. What Atmosphere TV provides are 100% Cliff Kennedy bought a Frio's Gourmet Pops franchise in 2018, and not even a year later, he purchased the entire company. Why? Because Cliff believes in magic. You see, one fateful afternoon, Cliff was stuck in traffic as he was every afternoon in Mobile, Alabama, when he spotted a crowd of happy faces at a Frio's Gourmet Popsicle stand at the side of the road. Next came the magic. Cliff pulled off, walked up to the stand to escape traffic for a minute or two, and took a bite of his future. A key lime pie, Frio's ice pop on a stick, was his choice, and it completely altered the course of Cliff's life. In his mind's eye, Cliff was immediately transported to a beach in Florida and away from the afternoon drive and traffic. This is the power and magic of a Frio's. Cliff was so mesmerized that he called his wife and told her, we're buying a popsicle company. Randomly buying a dessert company could sound like a crazy statement. Still, Cliff wanted in because of the moment of happiness and magic that it delivered to him while being stuck in traffic. During COVID, the company has pivoted and grown from being brick-and-mortar retail shops to becoming a mobile fleet of tie-dyed food trucks and their franchisees, the purveyors of happiness on wheels. Cliff Kennedy, welcome to Franchise Today. Actually, I'll say welcome back to Franchise Today, and I'll explain that to the audience in a minute. What do you say? (laughs) Thanks
2: so much. Let's do this again.
1: (laughs) Now, they don't know that, but we had a stack of problems trying to do this recording a week or so ago, but your story's too good not to tell, so we pushed through all of that, and here we are giving it another go. So I'm delighted to have you here as part of my Rising Stars in Franchising series, and I'll tell the audience that I met Cliff about I don't know, two years ago, somewhere there about. And I was doing some judging, I think, for 1851 on some of the best franchising websites out there. And then what? You called me or emailed me? You found me somehow. Tell that story.
2: Yeah. I've known your name and franchising for quite a while. And I saw that you were a judge there. And I was like, oh, this is what we need. We need a lot of help with our website right now. You know, I really want to get our page ranked. And what do I do? So I reached out, and you were nice enough to review our website very quickly. I think you replied within just a couple of hours or so after we spoke. And then from there, I told my team, hunker down. We're going to get this thing fixed before the weekend. And we we're going into a holiday weekend at the time. The team stayed here, turned our website completely around, sent it to you, and you gave us the nod of approval. So without you, we would have been uh, blind to our flaws uh, that we quickly fixed. Without
1: you, there wouldn't be a me or a need for people like me. So I thank you for your kind words. And I recall we were just beginning, we were in the foothills of COVID and your site didn't even acknowledge that covid existed no masks no nothing and i said oh no that's not going to work <laughs> that's just not going to work
2: that that is exactly right we were uh, spreading happiness at the same time we needed to recognize the pandemic that we were in and make sure we were doing it in a safe manner and, and show the world that we were doing that. So yeah, thank you so much.
1: Well, part of why you are here on this Rising Star Series is because you do seek the input of others, and you not just listen, but you act on what you learn, even if it meant being to the detriment of your team on a holiday weekend, for goodness sake, I felt bad about that. But the good news is, I see you doing that everywhere, Cliff, and that's why I'm impressed with what's going on at Frio's Gourmet Pops and how you're rolling it out and how you're unpacking and taking care of business and franchising and as well as the consumer side, just doing the things that should be done the way that they ought to. And we're going to talk about that more today, but we start as we always do. We know that franchising isn't something that's intentional. It tends to find us. So tell us your story because it's kind of unique, isn't it? It found you as a franchisee before you became a franchisor, didn't you?
2: Yeah, it it definitely found me. I would get stuck in traffic every day going home and I would see this Frio stand there with kids lined up, getting their pops and everything. I was, eventually, I was like, all right, I just got to stop and try one. I, you know, stuck in traffic and I will never forget. I was like, key lime pie, this sounds amazing. So I got the key lime pie pop, took a bite of it. And it's just something inside of me changed. I was like, oh my goodness. This is the most amazing thing I've ever had. It's got graham cracker in there. It's got lime zest in there. I mean, this is homemade. on want a stick right here. This is perfect. And then from there, I just kept getting some more. And then uh, I was in a family business in the oil and gas world. And I was always looking for something to do. My grandfather started that company on the backseat of his car with an eighth grade education, very entrepreneurial of him. And just felt like I had that in my blood, kind of control my own destiny. And I went to the most risk-averse person I've ever met, who was my father-in-law. I said, look, this is something here. i like, this is
1: amazing. Like, look, 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 this pop is good. I mean, what do you think? You found Frio's first as a consumer. Yeah. And, and then you fell in love with the brand and you, what, you went and became a franchisee?
2: Yeah, I became a franchisee. Her franchisee was looking for a career change uh, or her career was giving her a a change and opportunity. So May 1st of 2018, I took over as franchisee of Frios here in Mobile. Didn't know anything, what to do and how to run an operation. There was no infrastructure in place. Like I thought franchising should and would have had with Frios. And then I realized the opportunity, great product. Let me build up the infrastructure. Maybe this is the opportunity. Went back to my father-in-law and said, what do you think? He said, let's take a shot. And then August, uh, I reached out to the owner, said I would like to buy the company. We started negotiations, and then December 21st of 2018, with the help of investors, took over as CEO of Frios, and we started the process of moving it from in, Alabama, to Mobile. So it was a quick trip from being franchisee to
1: franchisor. And you bought it as a franchisee at that location. Did you do any due diligence to know that the franchisor was or was not doing the things that would be helpful, or how did you go about getting any support or knowing that you would?
2: Yeah, it's what I did. I, was, you know, I started reaching out to some of the franchisees, some reaching out to some of their team. I knew what needed to be done just through kind of common sense, like how to support people that don't know how to mm-hmm. run a business, and that we didn't have those things. I was like, you got to lead with a great product first, and that's what the company had. So I was like, okay. Let's let me assemble a team that I know can turn this thing around and make it very successful. And so that's what we've done. So when I took over, I started assembling the team. We had to move the facility from Gadsden, Alabama to Mobile. We did that in the peak season, but we only lost two hours of production time. So the team did an amazing job. And from there, uh, we haven't looked back.
1: So Cliff, you had prior business experience for being for many years in your own family business, so you recognized an opportunity with a great product, but you saw that it's not being managed properly in terms of its distribution through franchisees and support of their efforts. And the great product was great, but the business side of the business was lacking. So what made you think that you could take your skills from past business experience and parlay that into being a franchisor? What did you know about franchisors? And what did you do to fill in the Delta? Because I'm sure there was a rather large gap.
2: Yeah, I'm a firm believer in the resources of people around you and listening to their Experiences and not maybe smoothing out some of the bumps in the road that I've definitely had along the way because I try to figure out some things by myself. But the franchising world has been so welcoming to me reaching out to them on LinkedIn or going to some of the conferences, getting ready to go to IFA in a couple of weeks. I had to learn and already setting up meetings with some of the other franchisors out there. It's just, it's an unbelievable network of opportunity to learn from others. What can I do to implement those processes and procedures into our system and how do we make that work? and develop it out. And it's listening to others, listening to the franchisees. What did they need that I felt out miserably from the beginning? I I thought I had other ideas to solve the problems that was not right. So uh, a simple listening tour of what the problems were of the franchisees, working to solve those. uh, And we're continuing to work on that every
1: single day. Did you have any outside counsel helping you learn the ins and outs of franchising? Did you have help with the production of the FDD and knowing where to go for all those tools that you had to create like that in the ops manual, et cetera? I mean, there's a laundry list of people
2: that were out there that I was reaching out to, trying to get consultants to come on. I had attorneys that were helping me that have written FDDs before. I was just trying to find my way and reach out to a lot of different people before I really tagged on with someone and, and stayed with them, so like this was this was our company. It, it wasn't my company; it was our company, meaning that it was a team that I've assembled by then as the production team. And so we really wanted to do it ourselves, but pick from a lot of different people and really
1: work and make it our own. And so you've done something else that I find very refreshing. And again, this must be due to your prior business experience that you had the foresight to realize that to continue to grow this thing and scale it out, you are going to need professional help in management to do so. And it's very atypical of an early stage franchisor like yours to take the CEO and president and separate those roles and to bring somebody in like Patty Rother to be your president to take this brand to another level operationally acting on your vision. Talk to the audience, emerging franchisors just like you, but nine out of 10, I don't think do that as quickly as you did. How did you go about that?
2: Yeah, I just think sometimes it's when you're sitting in the uh, captain's chair, so to speak. I mean, ego is easy to get in the way. It's just something I just don't allow around here. And I go back to the great shoe designer and philosopher Tory Burch, who said it best quote, my talent is finding talent in others and allowing them to succeed. I knew what I was capable of doing, but I knew how far I could go. I needed to find the right person to run Frios and take it to the next level. And without a doubt, that's Patty Rother. She is an unbelievable person, human being alone, beyond her business capabilities. I stalked her for quite a while. And and luckily now she's at the helm of Frios and doing amazing things internally. It's not even it's It's the entire team. It's Jeff Carter, who's been with me since day one, who's helped me in operations where I'm not really good at, where I'm more front of house. Or if it's Joseph and Matt in the back office, or if it's Ingrid. I mean, there's the production team that get the pops out. There's so many people that make this work. It's just, I'm lucky to have a strong team that believes in what we're doing and we're all in it together.
1: What's that one title you put on everybody, no matter what their job is? What are they? They're happiness hustlers? or
2: That's it. Yeah, we just <laughs> trademarked it. We're all happiness hustlers. Our, our franchisees are happiness hustlers. It's what we do. We don't sell popsicles. We sell what the pop makes you feel. It's like feeling like a kid again. It's just that experience. You get a straight A. It's like, okay, so you're going with your parents to get the free us for the afternoon. It's just what it makes you feel. And it goes back, and a little sidebar here, it's one of the greatest regrets that I've had in business so far as I was finishing up a run one day. And my 90 year old neighbor, who has since passed away, Miss Ruth, she told me, she said, Cliff, those pops you gave me yesterday made me feel like a little girl again. And it was just like, it was like an aha moment for me. I was like, wow, it's not really about the flavors that we have, which are amazing, it's about what it makes you feel. And my regret was never being able to tell her because she passed away just a couple of weeks after that, that she changed the transition of this company and what we focus on. We want to focus on the people. We want to focus on what the pops that we give you make, they, make you feel. And so, yeah, that's what it's all about. Just making people happy.
1: I'll tell you what let's do. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, let's talk about the value proposition of Frio's Gourmet Pops to the consumer and dive a little more deeply into that happiness experience. And then we'll move on from there into the franchising side of the business. But we'll do all of that after we do this. We're going to take a quick break. We're talking today with Frio's Gourmet CEO, Cliff Kennedy, and we'll be right back. Franchise Today will be right back. But first, a word from our sponsors. through regular meetings, and a dedicated communications platform. In this post-COVID world, a franchise-specific mastermind or peer group is an endeavor worth making time for. Zorforum Forum groups of six to 10 will bring leaders together that are in similar situations, but with exclusivity in terms of their competitive set so that each can openly help others benefit from their respective knowledge, perspective, and experience with no fear of competitive loss. Network, learn, strategize, and remain motivated along your journey. Join a peer group, not just any peer group. Join the only one designed for emerging franchisors. Join Zorforum. Learn more at Zorforum.com. That's www.Zorforum.com. And my conversation with Cliff Kennedy, CEO of Frio's Gourmet Pops, continues. And we kind of stopped at a point, Cliff, that reminds me of some of the little bit of time I spent in my career in the gourmet ice cream business in franchising with Maggie Moos. And the thing I learned from working at Maggie Moos as their chief development officer was very much the same thing that you just articulated before we went to break. It wasn't about the flavors. It was about the memories. It was about ice cream with the coach. When he took the team after a game, it was ice cream with your dad. It was all of those memories that got encapsulated in the experience around the treat. And I'm guessing you're doing that with Frio's. It really doesn't matter if it's ice cream or Pops does it. It's that same emotion i think that you indelibly stamp into your memory and you'll never forget
2: yeah you're exactly right and during covid and the pandemic we transitioned from brick and mortar to a mobile franchise system so again about happiness we're like what can we do happy wise so we tied our wrapped up some Sprinter vans, and we mobilized our franchise systems, and we went to the neighborhoods. And so instead of being static, we went to our customers. And it was amazing, just some of the stories we were getting out of that. It, we'd see pictures of little kids having done sidewalk chalk all over a sidewalk or a driveway saying, thank you, Frios, for being here, and writing big pops, and Frios, and everything, and writing us letters, just saying, thank you so much. We've been trapped in our home. And that was just us, like bringing little bits of happiness. And you would see them as we're driving through, just waiting out front in their yard with their mom or dad or their brothers and sisters. And they'd bring their, it's like, oh, thank you so much. And then they'd get extra and bring home. So yeah, it was just, it's all about just little bits of happiness. It doesn't have to be something so big and audacious. It could just be somebody having a bad day and you turn it around with a, a simple gift of a pop.
1: So you, you were originally then opening up storefronts prior to COVID?
2: Yes, we had brick and mortars. And then again, it was like, what is the pandemic telling us? And so obviously what what the pandemic has done to everyone is, is terrible. But for us and as a company, we truly see it as a blessing because we never would have realized the opportunity to go completely mobile, getting out of brick and mortar, being an event-based business, being able to go to five different events in one day is so much easier. And the flexibility that it allows for our franchisees to have and to support their families still, it's been an amazing transition. And so we're seeing a lot of growth behind that. And a lot of people say, wow, this is so much better. Rather than having to worry about a brick and mortar location, building building and out, all they got to do is hop in their van and, and go to a neighborhood or go to a corporate event. It's been exciting to watch.
1: Do you guys do that on a regular basis? Like, do these franchisees have a route that they hit the same neighborhoods at pretty much the same time on a daily or every other day kind of schedule, or do they just yeah. have destinations that they go to and tell people where they're found?
2: It's a little bit of both. It's hey, we're going to be at this park today from three to five, or hey, we're come to your neighborhood uh, after school, and we're going to hit up a couple. Of it's a little bit of everything. It's and if it's a big company calling saying, hey, I need. A thousand pops to have a company appreciation day, or if it's somebody just saying, hey, You just drop off 20 pops. We're there for
1: everyone. So with the ice cream story that I was sharing, franchisees had to spend a good part of their day formulating ice cream in their stores and locations. You don't do that that way, do you?
2: No, we produce everything here in Mobile and we're a pre-packaged product. So all they have to do is order the flavors they want off of our internal ordering site and then we ship it to them. And that is the simplest system I think there is. You're selling happiness for a living that's in a prepackaged product. So we don't even say, don't say we're food trucks, we're ice cream trucks. So we're, because we're all prepackaged product, it's just a simple, simple system. You turn the keys on the van and go sell.
1: Well, there has to be a marketing component to that too, doesn't there? So I would think a lot of social media,
2: right? Yeah, we have social media. We've just brought on our chief happiness hustler, Ingrid Schneider. She's been with us since August.
1: She's been getting
2: involved with the franchisees, creating new strategies for us, implementing a lot of great things that we're going to be rolling out going into uh, our peak season, which starts very, very soon. So, We're excited to to show the the country what we're coming up with.
1: And if you would give just a nugget to the audience about the depth of having a COO, a CEO, and a president in a small company like yours, it may sound like, yeah, well, he must be bigger than me to someone who's listening. But is there anything you can think of that would be more important than having competent people sitting in the right chairs even more so early? It shouldn't wait for later, should it?
2: Yeah, sometimes you have to pay to play, as they say, or... You have to spend money to make money. There's always so many different ways to do it, but sometimes you've got to find a way to assemble the team that allows for the growth to be more than just you as the entrepreneur. There's no way I could do this by myself. It would be impossible to do. So I said I have to have the best team. I want the best team in franchising. We're going to learn the game. We're going to be great at this. And since then, you know, I'm the visionary. So we we run EOS at our company, and mm-hmm. so. It's, I got to be the visionary. You got your integrator, everything else. Like everyone knows their role. And all I ask for to do is put a hundred percent into everything. Leave no excuses behind. If you fail, fail great and we'll be fine. We're going to learn from it and keep moving forward.
1: What do you see ahead now as we go into post-COVID years and we start leaving the virus behind? How much of the change that you've made in your business is going to stick and what might you revert back to?
2: We're all in on our mobile franchise system. And now that Patty, with her expertise in the franchising world, mine was all hard work and just the hustle and grind. Her ability to bring in the process and procedures now makes it very smart in our approach as well so for us coming out of this i mean we're at 54 units now we're expect to be over 100 by the end of the year i think we'll be at probably 4 or 500 locations in the next three or four years.
1: And what is it you're looking for when you bring somebody on board and how do you know that the culture that you're building as well as a brand is being protected by those that you bring in and allow to be invited to the party? What are you using to help separate the wheat from the chaff?
2: Yeah, again, that's, Patty has done an amazing job in her screening processes and our questionnaires and everything that we do and making sure they fit into who we are as a company and our culture of just creating happiness and being involved and giving back to the communities and becoming an part of the happiness culture that is needed in every city and community and so that's important to us and so we're looking for those people that are, are able to pick up the phone and get out and have a smile And always being able to put back whatever's on their plate, put it behind them and put a smile on because you never know how much you're affecting someone else's day that's right in front of you.
1: From a scale perspective, Cliff, what types of opportunities are you offering? Can single unit operators be as happy as a multi-unit person who may be more qualified and wanting to buy up more territory?
2: Absolutely. We have so many walks of life coming in. We have... The young entrepreneur family coming in that's wanting to start their own business together. We have the older generation that's not ready to fully retire, but they want to do something with their family and their grandkids. So it's just all about finding the right fit and the flexibility that we allow for them and simplicity around how it is just to operate and just buy pops and sell them. So that's it. That's where we see we're going. Just finding those right people.
1: All right. You've given a ton of info here in a very short time, but I'm going to ask you if there were one thing and one thing only that you would suggest to an emerging franchisor and listening that they jump on and do right away, what would it be?
2: If they're listening to this and it's before IFA, find a way to get to San Diego and just be a part of all the offerings they have. It's been an unbelievable resource for us as a company to go out there, learn from the different meetings that are along the agenda, being a part of that and being a part of the franchise network and don't be on an island by yourself because that's what the IFA allows for you to do it's an unbelievable group of people that all are willing to share their knowledge so that's the one thing I do as a emerging franchise award that I did was soak up all the knowledge you can from the others and be a part of it
1: and whether or not they're going to make it to this IFA or not every one of those in the audience should at the very least immediately if not already an IFA member absolutely join IFA and even beyond the convention throughout the entire year there are so many resources that are offered through Zoom, through web-based programs, through webinars, through meetings and conferences. The IFA convention, of course, is the big granddad of all. But there's no day that isn't the right day to join the IFA if you're not already a member. Cliff, what have I not asked you that you wished I might have? You've done great. I've really
2: enjoyed the conversation and allowed me to share my story and hopefully it might inspire somebody else to become a franchisor.
1: You're a rising star for all the right reasons. I didn't ask you about benevolence. What about charities? Do you do that at the core? level or do you allow franchisees to choose their own locally?
2: So, it's a little bit of both. So, right now, they do it all locally through gift backs and pop Give backs and everything, but we are working on formalizing a more structured foundation around giving back around happiness. So there'll be that rolling out hopefully uh, at the end of this year as well.
1: I would think Make a Wish would be one of the just first and pops into my head as something that would be a dream come true uh, for, a, for a
2: brand like yours. There's it, For me, it's that uh, we have a local Children and Women's Hospital, which is near and dear to my heart. And so uh, I hate seeing any child that is sick, that should never happen to them. So That will be very much first and foremost is taking care of those children.
1: Cliff, how do we get people in touch with you that may want to follow up beyond today's conversation? Uh,
2: It's easy. I just give out my email, usually cliff at friospops.com. Feel free to reach out, email me if it's a franchise or I'll share any information I can or if it's a potential franchisee. There we go. I'll
1: talk to you as well. And let's spell that for the audience. Cliff at frios, F-R-I-O-S, pops with an S dot com, correct? That's it. Well, this has been just a ton of fun. The half hour here just kind of flew by in no time at all, unlike the first time we tried to do this cliff. But, you know, if it's worth having, it's worth waiting for. Would you agree? You got that right. <laughs> Cliff Kennedy, CEO of Frio's Gourmet Pops, on his way to conquering the universe. Thanks for being here, Cliff. Thanks, I Appreciate it. We'll see you soon. You know, there's an old saying that Walt Disney made famous. It went like this, hire the attitude, train the skill. Well, as it worked out for Walt, I suspect that Cliff will continue borrowing that philosophy, and I believe he will meet and exceed his goals for growth while retaining his culture. So that's a wrap for today. I'm back next week to do it all again. Until then, I'm Stan Friedman wishing you the best.